This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Shows. Keep going, girl. Be a little show. <laughs> Sometimes the girls love trying you and doing their shows at the same time. You have to let them do their shows. Titus Burgess had the time to drag Andy Cohen on his own show. And afterwards, in an IG press release, and I'm absolutely here for the dragging. The defense of Eddie Murphy, I'm absolutely not here for. But the dragging, I am. It's just is in the wrong context. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N, aka a semi light skinned girl who loves brown skinned girls. And this is here for a podcast, girl. Yeah. BKA, I'm Superman Ocasio oh, Cortez. You ain't did this show before, apparently. <laughs> we get you one goddamn guest on the show. Now you don't know how to how to operate. Shout out to Strawberry for coming on last week. We love you. Thank you so much. And for- he left our show and booked the flight to Vegas to go see Janet. <laughs> Which trade? <laughs> Bookings. Bookings. Checked in on Instagram. They was on the helicopter together. I said, bitch, teach me your ways. <laughs> okay. That's a goddamn hot girl summer. <laughs> Janet tickets, the helicopter ride. Shout out to Strawberry. Work. Um, um, you can find me um, where the bottom's brunch at. <laughs> so, um, Titus Burgess was on Watch What Happens Live on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy uses Watch What Happens Live. He brings on different guests, asks them different questions about people they work with, collaborated with. You know. So, Titus Burgess was there because he has a new EP out called St. Titus. Um, instead of praising other people, he looks into himself. St. Titus, he... You know, I'm with it. I'm with so that. he had um, the PR, the pr- public relations elements are um, he has a song called 45, which is a, allegedly about something related to Donald Trump. So that makes press. Um, of press, course, press, Titus press, press, Burgess press. was in um, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix, four time um, Emmy nominated? Emmy award winning. Oh, he's winning? Okay. Award winning. Okay, great. So his, you know, his character on the show is. Fish, pussy, cunt. He gets into the things. He's the gay homegirl to this white woman in New York City living in the basement together. They're roommates. But also, on the other end of that, Titus Burgess is serious. And he has an upcoming um, film with Eddie Murphy. And he said someone else. Um, Today, Titus Burgess was on the Wendy Williams show. He said Eddie Murphy and someone else. I forget who he said it was. Somebody popular? Uh-huh. He said, Titus says he sees Oscar nominations for them. He said that their roles were Yeah, really I heard good. that too, but that's great promotion for your own but movie. Today Tuesday, up. today, Tuesday, on Sunday, when Titus was down there with Andy, you know, so, girl, it's in your press release. You got a movie coming up with Eddie Murphy? Girl, you know, how is Eddie Murphy? Because, you know, as a TV executive coming up in the game, he wasn't too real about the gay folks he made jokes about us and stuff and made money off of it publicly and privately and so that was back in the 80s no he did that shit in the 90s too oh okay and so titus was like well um i hung out in his trailer he was very nice and amazing to um titus burgess we talked about dream girls and how it was an amazing musical um and some things that i've done and things i'm interested in so i mean like girl i i don't know what you're doing 
I don't know what, what your intent is with what your question was, but girl, Eddie Murphy was cool with me. So I said, "Well, Andy Cohen did his job. He's it's in the it's in the PR kit that he wants to talk about his upcoming situations and his co-star Eddie Murphy. I want to, girl, you working with Winona Ryder, girl? You know she used to steal. Did she take anything from Seth? <laughs> she used to steal and do drugs. <laughs> you got to ask all the questions about Winona Ryder. So I mean, like when you're coming to do an interview, people want to ask you how was your experience on set? Oh my gosh, you work with Zendaya. How was it working with Zendaya? And it ain't gonna always, the answer ain't gonna always be oh my gosh, I met Beyonce. That was enough for me. Whatever happened on the in, in the background, I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna always be peachy king. Sometimes somebody wants to ask you about your co-star and your co-star has been through some things and it's up to you to say girl, that wasn't my experience. I don't know what Beyonce paid them other choreographers, but Beyonce paid me well. The check cleared. Because the rumor is that Beyonce thinks that, oh, well, you can put that you dance with Beyonce on your resume and that's enough so she can pay you pennies. That's the rumor, but. Oh, I've seen it on people's Instagram <laughs> captions. I'm a so, show. First of all, if I go to a boy bio, they say he dance with Beyonce. I'm like, well, let me scroll till I find the Beyonce pictures. Keep scrolling. <laughs> he will have my attention for a good 10 minutes if he worked with her back in 2013. Okay. He might have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the main point to wrap this intro segment up, child, talkative. Um, yeah, I think Andy did his job by asking him about the upcoming movie. This in the PR kit that I'm supposed to ask you about during this interview. Now, the gathering, I live for the gathering too. Okay. <laughs> I live for the gathering. Magic the gathering. Because he was like, well, I didn't know what Andy's intent was, but I just wanted to make sure Andy knew that. I see you. <laughs> we see each other. I see you. Keep doing your little show, girl. I'm not on Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt right now. I will um, gather you. Okay. What's his, what's his character's name on Unbreakable Kimmy? Who knows? Because I ain't never watched it. I watched an episode or two, and then I was just like, it's not for me. Yeah, okay, so whatever his character's name is obviously <laughs> He different. was not in character on At Sunday the, evening. Yeah, because Titus Live was different. From the clubhouse. Titus was a different person. <laughs> um, and I think that was what he was also trying to separate was, yeah. my character may be funny and goofy and... Shady, dramatic, pussy, pussy. All, well, he was definitely still shady. <laughs> but um, Titus in real life ain't for the games or for the bullshit. Um... But he was also he just wasn't for the games and for the bullshit for the wrong reasons because Eddie Murphy is problematic and you should have just did the Michelle Williams to that question and just posed and looked <laughs> at the camera. You don't have to you don't answer that because you still want your check from this Eddie Murphy project, but still at the same time realize that Eddie Murphy said problematic things about your gay ass before he knew you, and just because he your friend right now don't mean he gonna be your friend in the future. And that is my affirmation here in a minute. <laughs> Um, but before, <laughs> before we before we, we get there, I will get into some things. As Nicki Minaj should be saying on Queen Radio. Uh, nah, mm. <laughs> um, uh, do we owe Monique an apology? Is our icebreaker this week? Do we owe who? Monique, Monique the comedian, queen of comedy. No, we support. I mean, the way that we apologize to Monique. Well, first of all, we don't owe her apology because Netflix is the one who owe her the apology. Y'all gonna tell me no? And then uh, when my um, Facebook. On this day last year, pop up, y'all give Eddie Murphy seventy million. I'm up here lamenting about my on this day last year. I was doing press rounds, crying, and on this day last year, on now one year later, y'all giving. They didn't want to give her one million dollars. Okay, so <laughs> I 
Now they got 70. Now they got 70. <laughs> and, mm, and Eddie Murphy ain't been relevant for 15 His years? His last comedy special was in 1986. Well, not even comedy because he's been a, a movie star. He was like uh, one of the highest paid movie stars for Well, the way they negotiated the it with Monique was that Amy Schumer had just sold out Madison Square Garden for multiple days on end. What was the last movie that he was in? Norbit? Yeah, Norbit. And uh, Dr. Doolittle too The gag is he was in a movie called Mr. Church That came out of 2016 I really enjoyed that movie you guys should uh, But he had to play the role He was a chef or something oh, And then yeah. the husband had died And then he started reading the little girl in the house books The little white girl And then he became ill And so the little white girl was like Mama we have to take care of Mr. Church was that direct to it Netflix was, or something? It was a good movie. I don't know where it came out first. I saw it on the bootleg. <laughs> but the last movie I remember Eddie Murphy being in was Mr. Church because I watched it. it was uh, yeah, I remember that too. But that was also like but, that so before that you, movie, Norbit was his last movie, I think. So Netflix, if y'all just define selling that mess to Square Garden, well, how much money did Mr. Church make? <laughs> what is going on? Because. Well, we don't go off resume. We go. So, what y'all going off of? How many followers he got on Instagram? Do Eddie Murphy even have an Instagram? What y'all going off of? Ask Offset. Hashtag Ask Offset. <laughs> um, I think I think the community um, that I'm trying to see how many followers Eddie Murphy got. I can't find his name. Oh, he don't have an Instagram. It don't look like that. That could be. So, what do y'all? Oh, I, he ain't even got no Instagram followers. How am I get his seventy million dollars? Who gonna promote this? How he gonna promote it? <laughs> he don't got even have an Instagram. If he wants to control the marketing, he don't even have an Instagram to control it. That's that. Ah, don't break the phone. <laughs> I'm that. mad. I done put my phone on sound about throwing it down. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, you want me to be quiet?" Um, I do think the community that dragged Monique um does owe Monique an apology because who is the community that dragged her? You don't remember? Okay, so uh, the Tyler Perry stands. Sure. But everyone that was like, oh, Monique is... She should have went to Paris she, and did can for free. Right. Yeah, that, that community. The people that felt like she definitely should have promoted the um, Precious movie for free. Mm-hmm. Um, that she should have played the game, quote unquote. Um, that she should have did the show part of business, blah, blah, blah. The Steve Harveys of the world um, that told her to dance like a monkey and play the white man's game. They definitely owe her an apology because she was right. She was absolutely right, and time has proved that she was right. She did a video uh, this past weekend um, talking about you know everything that's happened ever since, and she's saying the exact same things that she said then. The only difference is she ain't asking us to cancel Netflix. So she's like, "Shit, that didn't work." <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, um, yeah, she did an interview with Comedy Hype. Yeah, Comedy Hype, and she was um, chow. She had just barely put a tank top on and came and sat down in front of the lights. I was like, she ain't putting an ounce of makeup on. She had to put it up in a bun. It had some strangly hairs. Like, look, it was a real down-home interview. Definitely a down-home interview. <laughs> there was she, no hair dye present. She's living in her, um, I'm a... Yeah, salt and pepper truth. I'm an older, older queen lady. So, um, she was saying... Go play my numbers. Yeah, Netflix deal with the shit. Um, she had went on the view to defend herself, um, and backstage she had a Monique had a conversation with Whoopi at the view, and she mm-hmm. was like, "I'm out here fighting for the other girls, and damn, I got to be worried about you too. This is your pay at the view. You've been out here for ten years. You are an EGOT winner, 
You are the highest paid name on The View. And this, I got to worry about you too. And the girl's coming after me. So I did a favor as a friend, and then my friend made me look like a fool. But now I'm supposed to be coming to look to you. For advice. I can't, and we you can't are, even look to you because it was written by R. Kelly. Shit. Damn, Whitney. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I look, look to you. you. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> woo. So. We can do look back at me. That wasn't remarkable at all. <laughs> but Monique was like, damn it, you're a fucking ego winner, the highest paid girl on here. You gotta they force you to get in hair and makeup every day at seven AM to come sit in here from these white moms. And you accepting this kind of pay rate? I gotta be worried about you too, and the girls coming up after me. See, that's why y'all can't follow these girls on Instagram. <laughs> you got to look out for your own pay rate and they pay rate. I don't know what, what Whoopi is is making over at The View, but I like Whoopi's um, work-life balance. Because... <laughs> every Friday? <laughs> every Friday. Off. off. <laughs> when I don't feel good? Off. off. When um, a holiday coming up two days before the holiday? Off. I don't know what they paying her. She ain't cooking. <laughs> she got no man, no cheering. When she want to be off of segments and don't want to argue with the girls, she'll just introduce the show. Pull Sarah out there. <laughs> Sarah got a voice and she loves using it. So that's a good work-life balance. So I don't know what they're paying her, but I mean, that's a good quality of life. No shade. So if it's a million dollars a year and Whoopi already got a couple other million dollars coming in a year off she of... She's working um, like a millennial. Yeah. If she... <laughs> Mm. Um, she already got a couple million other dollars coming in off of royalties, and she make a million from the view. I'm happy with it because she ain't going nowhere. She don't want to travel no more. She don't want to fuck no more. She just want to buy shoes and weed. Her one daughter that she got, I ain't asking for nothing. She ain't in the blogs. Whoopie, don't take care of me, girl. I'd have had you in my Christmas special. I'd have pulled you down here to the. And you ain't still got on by now. I'm sorry. <laughs> She came down to the Lion King premiere and stuff. If you can't get on by being Whoopi Goldberg's daughter, you just can't get on. Our word of this. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the icebreaker. <laughs> we are talking of this week. <clears throat> wow. Okay. That's an indication of what the rest of this episode is going to be. I want you to know right now. It's a train wreck. Speaking of train wrecks, our word of the day, W-E-R-D, is Dungeon Monitor. A dungeon monitor is a person who supervises the interactions between participants at a play party or dungeon to enforce house rules, essentially the bouncer of a BDSM event. They sometimes also play cruise director to keep or get things going. So, like, if we're at the house, because, you know, D.C. had, like, a mega sex party. I think it was called Utopia here in D.C. for the sex uh-huh. party. It had three celebrities mm-hmm. present. Three so, known ones, anyway. They all had shitty booties, according to reports. But, um, would they, like, initiate, like, oh, y'all, Chino here. Ooh, Chino. Well, I don't know if Chino was there. I'm just using Chino because he's the popular name in my mind right now. In so, my oh, mind. Or would they be like, oh, Phoenix Fellington, bend over. Would he fuck Phoenix Fellington first? So then the other girls would be like, oh, let's go over here and circle around them. Would mm-hmm. a, what is the title? Dungeon Monitor. Would a Dungeon Monitor get things started like yeah. that? So what they and would then, do is they would find, they would be they would just be a wallflower at mm-hmm. the beginning of the party sesh, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and be like, oh, this is an active bottom that can take some dick. Okay. And then find... Charles, the, the big dick in the room, or the celebrity dick in the room, 
and line them up to create a show. Mm-hmm. And now that they've created a show, everyone's around watching the show, trying to be in the show. And now my sex party or dungeon is lit because Ooh. everyone's like, ooh, I remember last night, girl, that bottom was taking that dick. And then three other niggas lined up or then she did a backflip and then it was another bottom stacked on top. It was and then that's now the sex party is okay. lit. So the dungeon monitor is the one that's directing operations for the sex party. Okay, so personal question: <laughs> Can I tell the dungeon monitor that um, I like condom use, and if I'm out here um, taking the condom off to help me, or if it look if it's I mean, you can tell them that, but that ain't gonna okay. really help you because they a lot of times that's not a part of his job. No, okay, I was just asking. <laughs> I don't know. They don't necessarily have the best values at that point. They're just trying to make sure it's a good show, a good party for everybody that's there. Okay, and so even so, if you didn't give him the non stealth warning, now it's you a party favor know. because they're like, well, this girl asked us to not stealth her, so stealth her, and then it's a thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just okay. So no, <laughs> I'm not telling the I'm not telling the monitor nothing. No, <laughs> okay. Don't so. tell nobody nothing. Just go and observe and leave. Okay, but so there are some parties where you can't do that. Yes, everybody there are. has to participate. It's some of the events. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what's that again? one more time? Dungeon monitor. Okay, a dungeon monitor. Yeah, like think about like a um, hallway monitor or a class monitor. No, I'm thinking about Deep Smash ATL, and there's that one guy who coordinates all the things Same. for Deep Smash yes. ATL. That's a but dungeon. He's right. a dungeon I monitor. Not, I would not tell him that because it him. would be condoms mm-mm. for like the first five minutes, and then you think everything is all good, but they videotaping, and the videotaping has turned into stealthing, mm-hmm. which is and then great I done for. I took four shots of tequila, and Lord knows where I'm at. That's why. But I'm, it's I'm, great for the video slash the party but they don't give a fuck about your health wow <laughs> no shade to the dungeon monitors out there all right well, let's move on fast uh Switch thank you guys break. so much for supporting this ghetto ass uh absurd podcast apparently um the support for this podcast comes from a couple of awesome donors in the pockets of Ronald Matters and myself. But if you would like to continue hearing this podcast every week please get over to our Patreon. It is going to be a link in our description uh, where you can subscribe for at least $1 a month and get exclusive content. We recorded an episode uh, just before we started recording yeah. this one called Windy, Windy, Windy. Guess what that was about? If you want to find out, you will have to get on to our Patreon right now. The, pa- the link will be in our description. Shout out to Alejandro Sanchez, Jeffrey Suter, Quashon Rivers, Stanley, Oliver, and Ryan for uh, being recent pledges to our Patreon. We love you and ciao. Thank you for pledging to our sorority. Ciao. Hashtag HereFordHive. Find us on social media. HereFordHive. Our affirmation this week is all your friends aren't your friends. My friends or your friends? Girl, all everybody. This applies <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> this is an affirmation. Let me okay, affirm. Say it again. All your friends aren't your friends. All you got to use the quotation, it feels like. You got to use the quotation. Mm. All your friends, quote unquote, child. All your friends and your friends, <laughs> F-R-E-N-S, are not your friends. Um, be okay with not getting the support you think you should get from the people you gave the same support to. Oh. Be okay with not getting the same, with not getting the support you think you should get from the same people that you gave your support to. Amen. The loss is theirs, not yours. The universe settles all debts, big and small. 
continue your marathon with or without them. Come on out. That is our affirmation this week. And um, I'm just going to leave that there. But no, it's <clears throat> really surprising the places where support comes from. Mm-hmm. Where you is, it's like, okay, well, you know, shake your body, gonna be a single. Then you put the album out, the girl's like, no, we wanna hear not tonight. And then, okay, well, I guess not tonight is the next. You know, like you be having plans and the universe will tell you, bitch, if you don't scoot out the way, because I got more plans for you. And then God show up and like, so what you need to do like ugh. the perfect example and of, I almost put out that other song as the single the perfect example of that is Hot Sugar <laughs> because Tamar just knew she had a number one on her head <laughs> and the world was like no um, all the way all home. the way home just let's just go let's stick with the R&B ballads I know you don't want to do that and you just want to drop your coochie low and stuff like that but your gay friends in the video in kilts but no Mm-mm. all the all way the home, way home. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, and and white 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 candle. Give us white okay. candle. <laughs> we did not. Nobody wanted hot sugar except you. So you should have just recorded that. She said you. she bumped it in her Camaro, and she she knew it was a single. <laughs> no. Um. <clears throat> anyway, last week we talked about the insane amount of fighting going on it's in the north. So, uh, that's so I'm reporting something different than apparently. <laughs> Uh, okay. the insane... Is it still going on? No. Oh, thank God. That's what. I, that's we what got I a break. We yeah. got a week off. Thank you. Um, we reported the insane amount of fighting over the last uh, four weeks, unfortunately, and um, this weekend seemed to be a break because I did not see gay fighting on social media. That does not mean it didn't happen. It just means I, we didn't see it here. I didn't see it. I saw a lot of fucking though, so I congratulate y'all on. The hot girl summer and um, that take your truvada and get your checks regularly. The OnlyFans checks because that's what they get some. No, the STI panel full panel checks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get it. Now those OnlyFans checks look cute. I saw some screenshots of uh, somebody making a hundred k in a year from OnlyFans recently, and I was like, we keep seeing those screenshots. I've seen. Yeah, I was gonna say everybody ain't lying. Everybody (laughs) didn't craft it, so somebody is. Actually making hundred k out here, <laughs> fucking. So I applaud them for that. That's beautiful. I uh, aspire. Can, yeah, can you send me your business portfolio? <laughs> um, next is somebody I am not gonna fight no more. But I'm. Oh, uh, where was this other fighting taking place? Well, we ahead got off track. No, I said there was no fighting. There was only fucking that I oh, saw. Also, you missed the fight in Atlanta. The fighting in Atlanta was last weekend. Oh, okay, I don't know we when were, it was. I saw the video. The like. jumping. When they was jumping the girls, mm-hmm. yeah, we reported. What, what, did we know what? No, no, gay. Hot. I was just looking for. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot outside. I'm Look, gay. I got an attitude. It was one thirteen in DC, so I know below the equator. Woo. Yeah, um, so I'm not gonna fight this girl. Um, obviously because she's out of my weight class. Um, but <laughs> you a welterweight? What are you? I am a welterweight. She's definitely a super. <laughs> this girl is definitely a super heavyweight. <laughs> Uh, this not like a pad. Like, ooh, <laughs> super heavy weight. Do these come with wings? She don't have no wings, no, because she's not an angel. She is a demon. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Amen. One of the few biblical things that I do believe in and I do love and cherish that does come out the Bible that 
uh, has a whole bunch Although of other. Although you cherry pick the verse, so. I did cherry pick a verse. I, I, I yeah, I cherry pick a lot of things from different religions and uh, will compose my own religion and spirituality from it. And I encourage others to do the same. Um, so before I report this story, I just want to make a note that Kim Burrell and Gabrielle Union ah! are the same age. And so if you ever want to know what hatred does to your spirit and to your outside. Gabby responded. No, I'm saying they're the same age. Oh, oh. Because Gabrielle Union looks good. AF. And so think about how Gabrielle Union looks being positive and uplifting Mm -hmm. and encouraging of her maybe LGBT son. And then think Mm. of the hatred and vitriol that comes from Kimberell's mouth. And then equate why Kimberell looks like this. And why Gabrielle Gabrielle Union looks like that? There's a reason. Oh. There's a whole reason. She don't do her Wikipedia. She ain't got that much. Of, Gabrielle Union, you got a whole career. Why are they on your Wikipedia? Because it's in your spirit and in your <laughs> mind. You know, y'all know it. Yeah, I know she looked good. I know she just started all the movies. I don't need the Wikipedia, but I, it would be nice if it was on there. So, long story short, the Who's Lord. The other girl. Today? Oh, don't say it. Out of you know. Okay. Shh. The Lord is already having his vengeance on um, Kim Burrell. And she's a Virgo. Oh my gosh, she's an embarrassment to the Virgo. <laughs> I see it coming up. We don't need this. Oh, she's a Virgo. Oh my God. Maybe she's a cusp Virgo. Maybe she's like more of a Libra. No, she's an August Virgo. And the girls be like, oh, the August Virgo. Oh, so she got Leo tendencies. Mm-hmm. Proud. Mm-hmm. Very proud. Proud of being wrong. <laughs> And loud about it. It cannot accept critique. I do not. Don't critique me. <laughs> well, there might be a couple critiques next. Um. So the Lord is definitely having his vengeance on Kim Burrell in this life, and I know he's going to have his vengeance in the next life. So I'm not going to be too angry about um her words, but I'm just going to break them down because this is the gay podcast, and we talk about gay shit here, and she talked about gay stuff, so we got to talk about her. Um, Kim Burrell got her marshmallow man. Built ass on somebody's pulpit recently mm-hmm. this past weekend, ah, and um was talking about she don't know nothing about LGBT Q Q yes LGBTQ or whoever or whoever I'm gonna come back to that but she does know about let God be true quickly let God be true. LGBTQ. She tried to turn a little acronym into a look. We used to do that on Black Planet. We would take an acronym and put that at the top of our little Black Planet page. But we're not on Black Planet now, my man. You need to update your software and your hardware. <laughs> okay, <laughs> her hardware definitely needs to be updated. <laughs> she is some boot. What was she? It was called. That's how she told us so she was in some twelve hundred dollar boots. You need a- the boots that you fell out of. That was the boots casting you out. So, here's the deal. Huh? LGBTQ is not just an acronym. LGBTQ is people. It means people. Uh-huh. It is the identity of people. You don't have the ability, the diction, or the wherewithal to rename people. You don't get to identify me by something you just came up with on your ride to church. Because um, 
let God be true quickly. What does that mean? How much time did you spend writing that? No. Huh? Let God, if God was being truthful quickly, he would have took your ass the fuck on out of here. God is trying to teach you a lesson. And hopefully you learn it in this lifetime. Um, I think that God is absolutely being true by punishing you with hypertension. <laughs> and pushing you down when you attempt to walk in four inch heels. Um, she is the antithesis of what the church is supposed to be and why I am not interested in going back to anybody's church ever again. Unfortunately, I know that we have Christian listeners out there. They'd be like, well, it's not my church. My church don't do that. And my pastor We're doesn't say stuff like that. That's <laughs> nice. They all read from the same book. And if they don't the say the fables? same. Yes. Oh. And, and if they don't say the same things as Kim Burrell, oftentimes they believe them. So are we fear mongering against Christianity now? Because you know we fear we be fear mongering against the HIV girls. So I guess we're fear mongering against religion now. Oh, I'm not saying be afraid. I'm saying stand up and and call bullshit when you it's see bullshit. It's a cute little book. It's a lot. It's a lengthy read, but read when you get to read the book. Then you close it and then write your book report and go on and read your next book. Right. And my book report says that this is veiled homophobia, and I'm not I'm not here for it. One and. Try again every time. Why does Kimberell have such a stick up her ass about the LGBT community that puts makeup on her face, put a wig on her hair, and attempts to dress her sometimes? I don't know who these gays are. But in a range of songs, because you know, like right after you give a sermon, you got to go into a song to ask for money. Oops. So is it about the word or is it about the, the donations? Well, I want somebody to donate to. Patreon.com forward slash or pot. <laughs> Definitely donate there and um, donate to the therapy of Kim Burrell. And that's what it is. And, um, if because y'all got something left over, give it to Boosie. Because Boosie, they male and female, the same person. Okay. Uh, well, his obsession with gay people? Yes. Well, I think his obsession with gay people is because he's interested. Uh, I didn't say he was gay, I said interested. Her obsession with gay people is hatred. I don't think she's interested in being a lesbian or interested in gay men. I think it's purely yeah, from do like he wants some head. Now he don't want to play. Oh, play. not oh, girl, just head. Oh, I'm asking you. It don't look like to me. He probably want to get rolled. He don't want to be an active participant. It's like, well, he sat on my dick and rolled it, and I just nutted. I mean, it's not like I participated in it. And that's problematic. <laughs> that is problematic when that's all Trey want to do. Trey. <laughs> Speaking of music and, and, and writing. October 11th, coming out day. Don't run from me, friend. <laughs> Hashtag don't run from me, friend. I was so happy to see Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj on the IG Live video um, this weekend. It confirms that Megan Thee Stallion has picked a side. Explain, huh? Because people were... Thinking that she was just gonna be like riding above the beef of Cardi and Nicki, and just be like, "Well, I'm gonna work with both of them." She really hadn't said much about the beef. She's always been a Nicki stand. Always said that she was a Nicki stand, but never really said anything. Then about when the she beef. was asked about her top five, she left Nikki left Nicki out. out. So then the girls were saying that she was fake because mm-hmm. she didn't mention. I mean, like, girl, five. What? <laughs> I don't even have to. Uh, if I name my top five of everything, just know it's Prince. I don't even if I if if, if I don't mention Prince, you should know me. If you know me well enough, well, you should my know. Top five, I still got to mention Latavia. 
She was in the group. Get your luggage. Uh. <laughs> and Farrah made it to two music videos. I discovered that because this and Shell's been putting out the new little 20th year anniversary. Like she was in the same my name and jumping, jumping. I thought she was only saying my name. I'm like, Shell, gotta look at her again. I guess I read these fun facts at the bottom because I don't want to see no goddamn Farrah. <laughs> Farrah made it to two music videos. Well, Megan and Nikki may be in a music video upcoming. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. I want Nikki's pen to be sharp and have a lot of ink. That is what we need from Nikki right now. And I already know Megan's going to do what Megan's going to do. But I want Nikki to be like focused. Mm hmm. Don't make this about Cardi. Don't make it about nobody no, else. Make it about women empowerment, just or, in general. Sure, just, no, you don't have to mention no names. It just, can it can be about politics. It can be about you can rap. You can fuck up Jermaine Dupri if you want to. Come on out. The same way she did on DJ Khaled. Ain't no fat nigga telling me what he ain't eating. Okay, <laughs> I'm here for it. But um, the backstory is Nicki Minaj was on Instagram Live with the bar. So I was like, oh, I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then you was going to bed anyway. <laughs> I was going to do that anyway. <laughs> so um, when I woke up the next morning, it was all these videos of her with a special guest, and so I had to go watch the live. And so she was talking to the barb, so she was like, "Oh, I think I need to bring in a special guest." And you know how she is how dramatic. dramatic. <laughs> That's my Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Sister. Sagittarius. Um, I got a special guest coming for our New York City pop up. FYI. <laughs> So she was, and it's not making the stallion because we ain't got that was, much money. Um, you know, like running her nails through her weave, and then she was pressing the buttons on the phone, and then she would go back to pressing the buttons on her weave, and then making the stallion popped up, and I was like, oh, "Are you fucking serious?" And so Megan was like, "Bitch, you know you the goat." And then um, Nikki was like, "You know, I'm so glad that you went to school because I really wish I would have went to college and you know explored that because." And then she's like, so what's your major? And then Megan was like, well, you know, I'm doing um, health care administration. Man. Yep. And Nick was like, well, what year are you in? You know, they had a real conversation. genuine conversation. And she was like, um, well, before rapping, I was thinking about going to study health care administration, opening a few clinics in Houston, make a difference in my community. And Nikki said, you can still do that. And do that. You should still do that. Open up a few clinics because when all this is over. Or when all this all this rap shit and fame turn against you, you can still go put yourself in your clinics and know that you're making a difference in your community. I was like, that is right, Nicki Minaj. And they just were real. And it it was real. Yeah. And I believe the the fan theory that they've already recorded something together. It was and real. Because Nicki allegedly has an album already done. Meg's album is still in the works. Yeah, because she just put out this for Hot Girl Summer, so I know this she is just a mixtape. She gonna let this ride. So imagine like like Nicki's mixtapes. If if this was just a mixtape and we ain't even got the pink print from Megan The Stallion, yeah, I'm excited. It's, that means she just are, that means Nicki is already on the album. But I'm excited to go um, give uh, Megan The Stallion my um, blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> She said healthcare administration. Like, She's not a practitioner. She's going to open two clinics. <laughs> Don't okay. I want to get two blood samples. Megan, I'm here for you, girl. That means she runs the clinic. She, she don't do that he- actual healthcare. Um, Megan, come see about me, girl. I broke my leg. Come see about me, Nancy Goodman. No one's coming to see about you. Is this that lady? Yeah, this is that lady. This that lady. 
So I'm only bringing this up because South Carolina, North Carolina, North Carolina, North. Raleigh, North Carolina. This story um, we've seen before. We all know that this story happens. The thing that makes this story different is this woman's response afterwards, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm bringing it up. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Nancy Goodman, who is um, down to the Bonefish Grill. Down to the Bonefish Grill. Being Sunday Fun Day, I think it was. An unapologetic racist bigot to two, two black women that were sitting at the bar, probably enjoying their drinks, probably enjoying their meal, just having conversation. They might have laughed a little bit too loud here girl, or there. Girl, fuck them, their job. <laughs> <clears throat> if that was us, girl, fuck their job. Fuck them kids. Fuck that man. Bitch, let's have another one. <laughs> and I think that's appropriate conversation for the bar. That's the thing. So they were at the bar. They weren't sitting in the fine dining area where you know you have to wear a, a, a white or a black tie and being your best evening gown. Bitch, I'm at the bar. What the fuck did you expect at the bar? Niggas, people, not just niggas, people getting drunk and possibly being loud. So. Um, our good two sis were down to the bar at Bonefish Grill in Raleigh, North Carolina, and Miss Nancy Goodman. Is it the place that had the shrimp? Is it called? It's called something something shrimp. Um, I'm gonna look up the word. I'm look up the you menu. You fat. You remember the, the menu? <laughs> that, 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 that is so fat that you remember the menu. Leave me alone. I've been through a lot. <laughs> you been eating a lot. Um. <laughs> Anyway, so our good two sis were having a conversation and cocktails Mm -hmm. and might have laughed a little bit too loud for Miss Nancy. Miss Nancy uh, decided that it was rude of them to be having a good time. Bang bang shrimp. The bang bang shrimp at Bonefish Grill is so good. Okay, just had to. Oh, they got recipes on how to make it at home. You're not going to do that. And I I burn up the kitchen, so (laughs) keep me up the kitchen. So go find you a Bonefish Grill. Um, The bang bang shrimp, though, good. Miss Nancy um, proceeded to tell them Dying that she was at a table in the area, and yeah. then she, I guess, she yelled out loud that they were too loud and rude, and left the restaurant in protest of them being too loud and too rude for her white person liking. I thought she got put out because no. I saw a manager because she came. Someone, she came back an in. Employee, I saw an employee over there talking to her. I thought the employee put her out. Okay, so this is new. No, they when they got on CNN, they said she left. Mm-hmm. And then she came back. Oh. So they, she had had enough. Her whiteness had had enough of their blackness. Ooh. And she left. Decided that she had not said everything that she needed to say. Oh. Came back. And I guess that's where there was a disagreement with the manager. Because I think maybe the manager was trying to keep her away from mm-hmm. these two black women. Because she might get fucked up. Because that was even louder when she said, they said, she called us a nigger. Yes. And so she was having this disagreement across the bar with the manager. Again, y'all saw the video. I'm going to break it down quick. Had a disagreement with the manager, but her whiteness would not let her just stay over there on the other end of the bar away from danger. She brought herself over to the face of danger <laughs> to these black women that she just called nigga and called them nigga again. She said to their face I, on camera. I have black friends. And said that she had black friends. And then the, they were like. Well, look at my money. It's just as green as yours. It's just as green as yours. I I cackled when I heard her say that. And then she said, you're so stupid, you fucking nigger. So, because the argument is, my money is just as green as yours, ma'am. 
you can go sit up there and be quiet and have a, a, a nice night. And I can sit up here and be loud and have a nice night. But at the end of the night, we both have to put our grain up. Mine just as green as yours. And so because she was like, damn, I don't have nothing to say. You're so stupid, you fucking nigger. Girl, child, you tried to introduce the whole second point into the... <laughs> Into the debate, it it just shows my ballot. It shows how disarmed you are. If that's the last resort that you have to get to, is I have nothing else to say, so I'm just gonna call you a nigger. <laughs> that's all. I, I have no more intellectual read for this conversation. <laughs> nothing else that I would say would make sense, including what I'm gonna say next, because all I have to say next is nigger. So I'm gonna resort to nigger instead of using the brain that you pretend to have Ooh, as an educated white woman. Two years old, I think she said. In the news, are you going to cover the news story? Old white woman. I'm not doing. I'm not going. I'm not giving her that much. Oh, but I'm saying the 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 difference in the point in this story that was different was Nancy confirmed her bigotry mm-hmm. and doubled down on her bigotry the next day when the news came out and asked her about the video that Just was becoming you would like viral. To say? She said, "I would say it again." All right, wrap the camera up because <laughs> she meant to have me out here. She's not. All right. And so, what I appreciate, what I do appreciate about Nancy Goodman with her racially bigoted, hated, ass. hated ass is that she's courageous, stood firm in her bigotry. That's how I like my racism. Same. That's why. That's the point that I'm making. That- is please let me know you're a racist instead of trying to keep it a secret. Because I know I have worked with many racists in my past. I know I worked with them because they just, you know, they smell funny. Um, but the, but when you confirm it and you stand in it, mm-hmm. and you let me know where you are, you let me know you voted for Trump and you hate niggas. Mm-hmm. Fine, you be over there on that line, and I'm gonna be over here on this one. And I'm happy to know that you are not pretending to be on this line talking about you an ally, but you hate niggas. And you voted for Trump at the same time. Don't pretend to be my friend. Don't pretend to be my ally. I am so excited for people like Nancy Goodman. Let me know who the fuck you are. So I know where to put you. And you stay the fuck over there. So I applaud her racist ass. Her stupid racist ass. Because we know you. exactly where she is. I don't think so she... sick of y'all hiding. And ain't no money in these eggs. It's just racism. And I... it ain't Easter. <laughs> I don't know if she's working still. I imagine she might be a a retired wh- you white know woman. Twitter is finna do its thing. Yeah, but is- but imagine if the real racist that you work with came out like Nancy Goodman did. I'd be like, great. I don't talk like to, to me no more. I would like to see it. <laughs> I don't got to play to be your friend at work. I can give you all the ugly stares that I want to give. I don't got to eat your shit at the potluck. Oh, first I- of all, don't be doing that anyway. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. I want. <laughs> First off, I could do that as well, but um, that's not a. <laughs> I love this podcast. We're so crazy. That's not a terroristic, a terrorist act. I was promising. I'm just saying. I, like, I want to make sure I clear that up for people who like Superman. Said he was gonna shoot white racists. Only someone who misunderstands black culture would assume that. What is going on? <clears throat> We're a PC podcast now. We, we ain't never, and that's what. And, and that's why our sponsors are who they are not because they're like, mm, I don't want to talk about that. Um, and I don't mind calling the answers out. Um, so again, shout out to uh, racists that um, are out and proud about their racism. I am absolutely here for it. 
Um, our next story is kind of a heartwarming slash wrenching story, unfortunately. Uh, warming and wrenching is two different directions. Heartwarming is like, oh, a mom got a car and so she don't have to walk to work. A heart-wrenching story is, oh, her car broke down and she has been walking 18 miles and hopefully somebody has a Patreon. I mean, or go find me. Okay. So remember that you tried to define that for me. I mean, it's <laughs> in five like minutes, it's going different directions. It is, and that's why okay. I said the, both of those things. Are right, you gonna break it down? Are you gonna uplift? Okay, come on. I'm gonna try. Um, a gay hospice patient marries his boyfriend in uh, a bittersweet bedside ceremony. That is so beautiful. Aww. So, um, I definitely, when I read the story, I knew that I wanted to report on it because um, oftentimes we forget that the marriage rights fight was a real one and it took us a long time to get there and sometimes we don't appreciate it and it becomes a funny meme on the internet of well girl the gays just get married to get unmarried and they get divorced and all it is it's it become it has become funny and a meme and a joke when it shouldn't be because we fought hard for these rights and now that we have them it is important to to hold them in a high regard because you don't know if this story could be you. And then hospital rights as well. So Confirmed. Um, luckily, that they live in a liberal area that allowed them to do things differently than, if they, if, than, than if they lived in Alabama or Tennessee. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, July 24th, Garcia, um, who is the first husband... Uh, married the love of his life at Seasons Hospice uh, McNeil Inpatient Center in Chicago. He married his boyfriend of five years, whose name is Erwin Siguera, who is also the love of his life. Garcia has been living with HIV for eight years. Back in January, he was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer and Hodgkin's lymphoma at the same time. Um, Garcia arrived at the hospice on the 18th of July. Again, they got married on the 24th. Been there like a week and a half. He got so he got. Let me break. Um, I'm gonna break it down slower. He got diagnosed with HIV eight, eight years eight years ago. Eight years. Ago. He's been living with HIV for eight years. This past January, he got diagnosed with cancer. Two cancers, two aggressive cancers: uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma and liver cancer. Mm. One of them can take your ass out. Yeah. In a matter of a couple weeks. Uh-huh. Two of them. Girl. The YouTube videos. just impre- Watch the YouTube videos and prepare yourself. Cause, uh. That's why I said heartwarming and heart-wrenching. Oh, it's so dumb. Okay, so Garcia arrived. I'm going to try to hold myself together. Because <laughs> I couldn't hold myself together when I read the article. Garcia arrived at the hospice on 18 July. Um, during the intake process, he told... Um, the national director of the hospital that his final wish was to marry his boyfriend. Garcia and Siguerera were lifelong friends who both grew up in Chicago's little village neighborhood. The national director of the the hospital, um, which is Seasons Hospice McNeil Inpatient mm-hmm. Center, um, allowed them to get married um, and presided over the wedding on um Edwin's deathbed. Edwin died on um, the 24th. And if you go and look at the story and the video, it is very heart, 
heart wrenching because the story is heartwarming first because they did actually get to get married before mm-hmm. his lover died, but heart wrenching to see his lover in the state that his lover was in because he was very, I mean, he looked like he had two forms of cancer. Um, he he didn't look well, but he looked happy and he got to kiss his husband in the hospital before he died. He got to um, he got to drink a glass of champagne, his wedding champagne, before he died, and then he died shortly after. Um, so it spotlights why it's so important that we have these rights, that we know we have these rights, and we exercise these rights because you never know when your last day is going to be, and you and you don't know how that last day is going to be dictated. And so if you are unfamiliar with the story, it's posted on Gay Star News. Um, it's called Gay Hospice Patient Marries His Boyfriend. It's a very heartwarming story and heart-wrenching story all at the same time. Definitely take a look at the story. Definitely take a look at the video as well. Um, and like I said, it will underscore exactly why I said it was heartwarming and heart-wrenching all at the same time. That was powerful. Wow. Um Thank you guys so much for leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, this one from T Wade Ten Thousand left us five. Th- I don't want to say five thousand. T Wade Ten Thousand um, left us a five star review, and it says "grateful" with the um, hands up emoji. It says, "I'm just happy this podcast exists. You two are truly in a league of your own, and this show is a necessity in the LGBTQ community. I'm here for it." So, Thanks. Thank you, T Wade Ten Thousand. Um. I, so, Our last hot topic is always uh, is always hashtag arrest but get her the fuck out of here. Um, per use. Um, we talked about it in depth again last week. Um, the new stories that are coming up about the girl doing sex trafficking and uh, everybody ain't out here lying. No one, actually, none of them are lying. Actually. <laughs> Um, about about Ed Buck anyway. Um, so if you have not heard about that story, check out our episode last week where we talked about the story in depth. Again, nothing is being done by the L.A. District Attorney or the Assistant District Attorney. She's consider heavily considering. And so that was bitch. A- if you don't put your name on the damn line and get this shit down here to the goddamn post office and mail it as a black woman, it needs two stamps on it. Because we need to make sure that we got actually, no clothes, Actually, don't put it in USPS because it might not get nowhere. FedEx. Okay. FedEx. Arrest Ed Buck right girl. now. Girl, what you doing Tuesday after work? We going down to the um to the other office. <sighs> Whatever they need to do. Um, <laughs> if you are in California, make sure you are aware of the story. Make sure you are calling um, your district attorney um, and your assistant district attorney because... Ed Buck is still out here on these streets, still out here being a predator, and don't give a fuck. Like, no one's watching, and we are watching. Okay, so I got four um, paragraphs. I'm going to read. Oh, child, imagine me reading out loud. Oh, a struggle. Um, and then I'm gonna, I want your colorful commentary. Mm-hmm. This week in social studies, um, we're doing dating app updates because, you know, it's hot girl summer. We all are here on the dating apps. Um, but we're not really looking for no long-term commitment, sir. Not all of us. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get to it. <laughs> I'm a hot topic this week. I'm single and ready to mingle. This, that's why I'm doing data app updates, because I'm out here having a hot girl. Anyway, Scruff 
has a new game show called Hosting. There's four there's four stories. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah, they can have a new game show on their app called Hosting. They say it is their version of a trivia night that used to be hosted at a gay bar, but in a digital format. Because, girl, you know, um, the girls, the gay bars are closing. So, um, <laughs> the gay bars have closed. There are 10 questions, and you will have 10 questions to answer each of the three rounds. No pause. Um, you can swipe right to see who's playing nearby, and if you swipe left, you can see who's been eliminated from the game. So, maybe if he's not this smart, hopefully, he got something else to offer. <laughs> um, it says feel free to wolf Which is their version of po- Facebook poke mm-hmm. Feel free to wolf and fave And make a connection after the game So how do you feel about A dating app having a live game show I gotta see what if is the, on, What are the questions though Like are the questions It's like a sexual? gay trivia game night It's about pop culture and gay history Like oh, okay. who, Marsha P. Johnson was an a, a activist. They're not going to ask no Marsha P. Or she was an <laughs> activist or an actress or was she an um, a apple farmer? It's got to be all A words. Or was she a apple Ciroc in promoter? Scruff is not going to ask no Marsha P. Johnson questions. It said they're going to ask a Taylor Swift question. Her latest single was called A, you need to calm down. B, delete this app. <laughs> Delete this app because y'all asking me about Taylor Swift. So, would you like your your dating apps to have a live game show? How do you feel about that? I mean, I guess it's just something else to do. But when I was playing them reindeer games on dating apps and fucking around, was mm. yeah, we'll get there. Um, I wasn't. I'm not interested in that part of it. Like, I'm. I go to Facebook and Instagram for playing the reindeer games and shit like that in different groups. I'll just leave that there. Um, but when I get on the jacked and when I get on the grinder, I'm trying to fuck. I don't want to. What? I don't want to get to know you. Speaking of jacked, <laughs> back in February, they agreed to divide $240,000 among 7,000 New York citizens. Um, remember, it came out that um, there was a bug in the jacked software that everybody's nudes. Was just unlocked for like more than a year. That wasn't just New York. <laughs> Mine was unlocked for a while. <laughs> well, a judge in New Jersey had filed a claim for the New York girls. If you was in New York and got in on the class action, they got what's two hundred forty thousand dollars divided seven thousand ways. How many ways <laughs> I love you? It sounded like the Equifax. They like well, Equifax like they got one hundred twenty five dollars, so we just gonna take it. But your oh, credit. I, f- I forgot to file for that. <laughs> file for your hundred and twenty-five dollars. They probably you had, sold you your information. Ten years of credit monitoring or a hundred twenty-five dollars. Y'all gonna pick the hundred twenty-five dollars? Yeah, because I'm not trying to monitor my credit. It's fucked already. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Jack Ted. I'm not paying MLGW. <laughs> Leave Memphis like get someone out of this. Anyway, so that was the background of the thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sure this isn't helping it, but Out.com has announced that Scruff, the girls with the new gaming show, has acquired its biggest competitor. Scruff has acquired its largest competitor, Jet. And it says that their photo guidelines will be the same as Scruff's guidelines, which currently bans jock straps, photos of underwear, Ooh. and bikini style apparel. and Profile photos. Boo. I'm so, so glad to not be in them streets no more. Uh-uh. What do you mean you can't put no girl? What? I can't put no sexy underwear picture on Jax. 
Because Scruff owns them now? Okay, so we're making a new app. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, because what the fuck? What are y'all yeah. doing? The whole purpose of are these apps. No. If I got on here and your profile picture is a, a fat ass in a jug trap, I don't I know, know what time hole, it is. I don't know if the hole loose, but that's a different question for it's a different. Visually day. stimulating. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Okay. So are they gonna ban it if it's a jockstrap from the front? Um. Scruff has acquired Jack and says their photo guidelines will be the same. Currently mm-hmm. banning jockstraps, underwear, and bikini style apparel and. Profile. Anytime and, that you can get more news, their pictures are just like um, Adam for Adam. It has to go to the committee before it Mm-mm. it goes in the cloud, and somebody has to personally. Why would it, so an app that was supposed to be made for sex initially? I don't care what y'all use it for now. Most of the girls use it for. I'm buy, looking for dates. Buying weed. <laughs> Most of y'all use it for buying weed. Uh, <laughs> but, I was trying to find dates, <laughs> but if I can get more news on Instagram. Then the sex app. What do I need the sex app for? Because you can be, I can be butt booty ass Apple full is naked. Monitoring them, I will say more heavily, but do not use more in L Y. Um, Apple is monitoring Scruff heavier than it's monitoring Instagram because lawyers at Scruff don't have the same amount of money the lawyers at Facebook have. The owners of Instagram mm. is Facebook, mm. so. The, it's about how much table we gonna shake. Are we shaking a damn four seater or are we shaking a damn ten to twelve seater for Thanksgiving? I and mean, I guess Apple but, don't want to shake that twelve seater down to the Facebook. I mean, sure, they fine shaking that scrub table. Okay, so y'all just take all your underwear picks down because scruff bought them now and they got. I don't got to take mine off of Instagram. Let's that. Let's leave that there. Our next story is grinder. <laughs> Grinder has been acquired. Oh, back in 2016, Grinder was uh, acquired by a Chinese firm called Kunlun, K U N L U N. Is that short for Kunlingus? Grinder was acquired in 2016 by a firm called Kunlun, mm. and they were trying to apply for an IPO. You know, they helps you be um, on the New York uh, Stock Exchange and the Nasdaq and all that. A publicly traded company. But the U.S. government said, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all are a national security risk. So the U.S. government, like, girl, if y'all want to FDIC up in here, federal, what if Up in here, up in here. <laughs> what is the federally, the U.S. government federally backed monies? We don't trust the Chinese girls. And y'all owned by them, so we can't. But Conlin has decided, oh, girl, this is too much. We were just trying to play with the gay girls and get a little IPO, get on the stock exchange, and be cute. But y'all over here talking about security threats and stuff, we don't need our technology out here called out down to the carpet. So Conlin is currently trying to sell Grinder. <laughs> still sounds like Conlingus to me. <laughs> Conlin. <laughs> I got to finish my sentence. Don't make me start the sentence off because the first word is that word. Cunnilingus. Cunlin is eager to sell Grinder by 2020, and still seeking an IPO to get on the um, stock market. Sell it to me. I got twenty dollars in a dream. Because what y'all got going on right now ain't gonna be it. Because what um, Trump going through with the HTC and arguing with friends over. American wine is better than French wine, and he don't and even he drink know- wine. But but that's a motherfucking lie. French wine every I'm day like, of the week. <laughs> Trump, what do you get? 
and I am America first, like America first, America first. <laughs> but French wine, I'm sorry, my girl. Give me one or two. <laughs> I am so sorry. So, um, shout out to Grinder for, I guess, being the first gay app that's trying to become a public exchanged um, entity on the stock exchange. I'm not interested unless I can wear my jockstrap there. All right. <laughs> and our last story, um, the number one gay dating app, Facebook. <laughs> I agree. That's some shit. <laughs> the number one. You can put your news there. <laughs> the federal- Sometimes. I'm a victim. <laughs> I'm a victim because I wanted to show you up here. Like, oh, my friend look cute. Y'all like this. And then they're like, uh, you can't use Facebook for 30 days. I'm like, Anthony Superman, I am banned from trying to share your little pic. Mm. Bitch. And now I'm on my last strike. <laughs> Bitch, I've been on my last you strike. You on your last strike. <laughs> I'm going to Rikers Island after after this. So that's why I've been good. Everybody's like, what, where you been? A girl trying girl. to stay out of jail? Out of Facebook jail? <laughs> Literally. Hello. <laughs> That's why you ain't see me. So the biggest gay dating um, app, Facebook, the Federal Trade Commission has formally approved a record-breaking $5 billion settlement last week regarding their privacy policies. It is the largest ever imposed um, penalty against a tech company, and the previous highest was in 2012 for 22.5 million against Facebook. I mean, against Google. So we went from 22.5 million to a record-breaking five billion dollars. And um, according to reports, that's only like somewhere between like five to nine percent of Facebook's income in 2018. Mm. So if they doing the Equifax, 135 dollars. Um, Facebook, I would like mine. I, I'm not going to do it with Equifax, but I'll do it with Facebook. Mm. Because um, Facebook has a lot of my information. They know, because Facebook asks you to um, write down who your mother is on your profile, your father, who your emergency contact in case you get locked out of your profile. Facebook knows every movie that you click. That you, and I've been on Facebook since like nine months after it came out. Like, look, it was a still a baby. It was a newborn when I joined Facebook. Facebook also gave the election col- to You had to Russian. be in college. You had to, you know, had to have a college email. Then they gave it down to the high school girls, and then it just made it for everybody. It was Facebook is community dick, and they at least need to give a hundred. At least take me out to a movie, a hundred twenty dollars. When have you had community dick take you out to a movie? That's not going to happen. Uh, it's still a dark room. <laughs> it's still, we go from one dark room to another dark room, the bedroom to another dark room. One is free and one ain't. That's why you ain't been there <laughs> with no community. Dick. Why are you reading me, sis? <laughs> That's not a read, bitch. That's not a read. So shout out to um, Facebook. I just shout out to community dick. Out we there. can sue them and get our hundred twenty five dollars, like Equifax. And that is this week in social studies. <laughs> but no, shout out to. Um, Scruff are having a um, new dating app, but not shout out to Scruff because they just bought Jacked and now they're like, okay, so me, um, no jock straps, no bikini style underwear. Scruff, if y'all don't get out of here, go away from me with this. Did that work for Tumblr? Like, did, y'all not, just started on Scruff. I mean, it didn't work for Tumblr. Why would you do the same business practices anyway? Y'all have fun with that. This week in sexual health, I would like to talk about. The other day was World Hepatitis Day, and um, I just wanted to go over a couple quick 
facts about hepatitis. I know we've talked about hepatitis at length. There's multiple types. Yes. Okay. Um, but we've talked about it at length. So if you want to go back a few episodes, we talked about the different types and um, the differences between the different types. And we even talked about some celebrities that had different types um, a couple episodes ago. So uh, reach back into the crate for that. Because if you want to hear the old shit, you got to go listen to the old shit. Buy my old mixtape. I ain't fucking with you, but <clears throat> bitches no more. But hepatitis is a serious viral infection um, that mostly affects the liver. Um, there is a vaccine to prevent HIV. Oops. Ooh. There is a vaccine. Hopefully one day. I'm speaking Amen. It, hopefully speaking into it in existence. Hopefully. Um, and I did have another story about that, but then one of the trials failed. So mm. I, I stopped writing about it. But they had, they had one that Promising. was... A very promising trial of uh, um, like an IUD for uh, HIV preventing. In the arm. Yeah. Oh, it failed. It failed, unfortunately. Oh my god. So it was so close. It was, but here's the deal. Um, it it broke, and oh. so like IUDs end up uh, flowing and being other places and and dislodging. They were the the place that they put it. It was. Broken because of activity. I don't know mm-hmm. if the activity was sexual or the activity was gym. It was in the arm system. But <laughs> they just need to find a better place to put it where um, it won't be broken and stuff like that. I wonder so, if the thigh would be a good place. Maybe. I don't know. Um, the arm is real. I'm trying to think but I'm going to let them work that out. Yeah. But that's not my story <laughs> this week because it failed. Now, had it been a success, I would have reported on it this week, but it failed. Anyway, um, there is a vaccine that prevents uh, hepatitis, hepatitis A and B. Um, there is a cure for hepatitis C. Come on. So those two things um, are extremely important to know. That if you do get infected with hepatitis C, there is a cure for it. There is not a cure for hepatitis A and B, but you can be vaccinated against them ahead of time. Um, it is highly useful to be vaccinated against them ahead of time because you don't know what you're going to be in, what circumstances you're going to be in. You don't know who got hepatitis what, A, B, or C. And so to protect yourself sharing best, needles, sharing needles, actual sex, okay. um, blood, play, mm-hmm. all of those things can open you it's up. It's a blood-related disorder. Can open you up for uh, the risk of uh being impacted by one of these diseases. Uh, obviously, they don't discriminate whether you're a top or a bottom. It's blood, sir. Um, all men who have sex with men should get vaccinated and tested. So, the vaccination should be one of your first steps if you've never been vaccinated for anything hepatitis. I know some of us um, remember, you know, I got a hep shot one time when I was going to elementary school that's not enough you need to go back and make sure that you've taken the full series of shots to be vaccinated against um, hepatitis A and B and make sure that you are cautious so that you don't become infected with hepatitis C because you don't want something that you are going to have to go and put in your medical history there is a cure for hep C it is not the end of the day, but it is a battle that you don't want to have to fight. If you cirrhosis. Ain't fight okay. Cirrhosis of the liver. Yep. So, uh, also, being an alcoholic does not help. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> like. There's a sir- alcoholic hepatitis. Um, 200,000 cases per year. Okay. 
I'm scared. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, we know. <laughs> Uh, so if you have the opportunity, make sure you go and talk about that with your doctor. It is not expensive at all, especially if you are already covered by uh, most insurances. Most insurances will pay for it. If you are not covered by most insurances, uh, you can go to an FQHC. An FQHC is a federally qualified healthcare center, and federally qualified healthcare centers will vaccinate you for at least forty-five dollars in most states. So that is sexual health this week. What is the song for your soul? So, I confess I'm getting old. Like, when music first come out, I don't rush to, like, oh, my God, it's a new Iggy Azalea album. Oh, maybe that was a bad example. That is a bad example. But I, I listened to the new Iggy Azalea album. You listened to the whole album? They came out. I listened to it. It's like a Chris Brown album. It's You listened like, to the whole album? It's like 12 or 13 tracks, and a Chris Brown album be like 50 tracks. But I got to half of it. Because okay. the stuff she was talking about, she was like, I paved the way for you bitches. And I was like, Iggy Azalea, I can't listen to this. <laughs> you paved it's the way. a lie. You paved the way for who Iggy Azalea. But I like the music. I do like Iggy Azalea's music. When, like, I like the beats. I like the way she puts words together. Uh, r- rapper essentials. I like those things. But the the actual words don't be the truth. <laughs> I like the way she put the words together. Yeah, she did that. Give it to her. But the words need to be coming out of somebody else's mouth. Um. Anyway, so Beyonce's album "The Gift" came out last week. Yes. And I finally come on. Got the gift being featured two times it. in a week. Two two times in a row. Yeah, because I told y'all last week the only song I had got to hear was Move Forever because Instagram and Twitter was not going to let me get away from it. It was everybody's caption and it was in everybody's story. But I got to listen to the album, hold on to it. Um, Don't Jealous Me was definitely a close second, but Already by Beyonce is featuring whoever those people are. I don't even know. I didn't. You write, can read it? I didn't write them in my notes. Oh, damn, girl. <laughs> I put Already Beyonce. <laughs> Lyrics, I don't know. It's just the vibe, the feel, the emotion, the power that that has. You're a journalist. <laughs> I didn't write that down. What? <laughs> I didn't. No. Okay. Um, but we were having the conversation offline that um, I really love that Beyonce gave a shout out to so many artists because Jara Jara or something, that, that person, I liked his song too and I found myself... Liking a lot of the songs that Beyonce wasn't necessarily on, but she had a hand in the production, so I, you know, I'm here for it. So shout out to her for like, I just really want to put out seven tracks, um, put like ten Mufasa interludes, and then let the African girls drop on the beat. Put a whole bunch of other girls. Like Beyonce, really, all the songs that Beyonce is on, it's on like six or seven of the songs, and she really shows up for a minute of the song. She be like. <laughs> I just want to be credited, so I'm gonna do 60 seconds. I'm not gonna do. I got like three 50, 11 kids, so <laughs> I'm going back to them kids. But I'm gonna give y'all a minute. So shout out to um, the queen of entertainment, um, Beyonce, and her song already from the Gift album. I loved it. Absolutely. Oh, he's um, gonna be in fake. <laughs> well, I do love this song, but Brown Skin Girls just still sticks out to me, like. Can, in I 20 my, years. can I have my song for my song? Yeah, you can. You don't have to, you don't, there's no rebuttal from you on my song for my song. It's, I can't rebut it. Thank you. I'm just saying. The song for my song is um, one of my favorites. I hate it. 
That's my rebuttal to your song. That's okay. <laughs> You're a hater. Uh, you were created to hate. Well, probably. <laughs> Andy Cohen. We sisters. Mm. <laughs> no, she's definitely created to hate. Um, the song for my soul is definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. Okay. Um, I never knew such a day could come, and I never knew such a love could be inside of one. And I never knew what my life was for, but now that you're here, I know for sure. I never knew till I looked into your eyes. I was incomplete till the day you walked into my life. And I never knew that my heart could feel so precious and pure. One love, so real, so real. Can I just see you every morning when I wake up, when I open my eyes? Can I just feel your heart beating beside me every night? And every day Can we just feel this way together Till the end of all time Can I just spend my life With you Eric Benet And Tamia I don't know if they know what they did When they did that But they did that Spend my life with you Has always been one of my favorite Love songs, favorite songs Period Um it came out in 1999, and it is one of the most quintessential love songs that I know to date. Um, it is beautiful. The music is beautiful. Tamia is singing. Eric is going in. Um, and I know some of our younger listeners maybe uh, don't know the song, and that's fine. Go look it up. It will change your life. Um, but some of my old heads, y'all know the vibe that's been my life. With you has and will always have And it is the song for my soul this week Because um, I took to the internet Causing myself trouble and drama And um, told y'all that I had a boyfriend So check out my Instagram and Facebook If you don't know nothing about that But I did that So spend my life with you He knows who it's about Song for my soul I love it What are you here for this week? This week I am absolutely not here for Chicago. The whole city? We finally got Chance the Rapper to put out his new album, The Big Day. Um, But you know Chicago going to be Chicago. Two women who volunteered for Mothers Against Senseless Killers oh, yeah. in Chicago were killed this weekend on the corner that they usually monitored, where they volunteered. Mm-hmm. Since summer 2015... Mothers Against Senseless Killings had functions on that on this specific corner for kids. You know, had the, all the kids come out and play. They would hold community barbecues and you know other things to deter violence from um, the corner of Seventy Fifth and Stewart Avenue in Auburn Gresham neighborhood. Um, apparently, um. The two moms were off work this weekend. But, they, you know, this is their community. So, they're out there, literally. And they were um, killed um, during a shooting in their neighborhood. So, oh, I thought I had put their names in my notes. Oh, I feel horrible. Um, but rest in peace to the two mothers. Um, and and they were mothers themselves. One was 26 and one was like 35. Um, 
And Mothers Against Senseless Killings is now offering $5,000 for any information that will lead to justice for their murders. Um, rest in peace to them. Um, for Rest in power trying to make a better community for their children. Um, and in addition to that, alongside of that, I finally made my way to Facebook because apparently the new season of The Real World is only on Facebook. Child. The ghetto. <laughs> what? And I somehow got to see the full clip of the black man who was like, I'm for black people. I'm for black people. Until they gave. I had the white girls running around crying and they didn't understand how come he was acting this way. And he was so just, they didn't understand why he was charging them with the um, racism claims against their ancestors. But then when everybody wanted to go to the gay club, oh, well, it's leaning towards a hard no for me. Why? You said you claim to be for black people. You claim to be for black people. And here go your black gay brother. And we are going to the gay club to support him. Well, you know, I don't want to support that on a mass scale because uh, I don't want to give any attention to that. I don't want to give any power to that. You forget. Said the person that ain't got no power. You also forget that black gay people have mothers as well. And black gay people also are going to be here for mothers against senseless killings in Chicago when something happens to them. It happens to us. It happens to all of us. We don't know if the mothers against senseless killings have gay children, straight children, non-binary children. We don't know what they should. It don't even fucking matter. These mothers against senseless killings volunteer their time. And we give, we speak their names and we respect them because they are volunteers. So would you not support Mothers Against Titsless Killings if it was a gay organization? That's the shit that pissed me off. It's totally, it's completely unrelated. But because I did both things this, I experienced both things this week. I'm just like, wow. I just really watched a black man say he wants to support gay people. And then the next story on your timeline is two mothers in Chicago murdered while... Uh, who also volunteered to keep senseless killings on from their community. So can I not care about this because I'm gay? Or do the black community not expect me to care about this because I'm gay? So where's the intersection in that? And whatever that nigga name is from the real world, can he tweet me or call me and tell me what I'm supposed to do? Can I give to the $5,000 um, reward fund? For two mothers being murdered in Chicago for volunteering on the corner where they was hoping that their children wouldn't be murdered, but they end up having to give their own lives. Ah! Ah! Emotions. I'm not here for. I'm not here for it. I'm not. Just not. Especially that nigga on Facebook on the real world. Well, you know, I just don't want to promote homosexuality on a mass scale. Nigga, in 400 species of animals around the world, homosexuality is apparent. You thought you was the only one? Where it was different? Well, his dumb ass. So it's kind of sort of a rest in power to the mothers in Chicago. But fuck that nigga on the goddamn Facebook. Because I had to watch that full clip. And it didn't make it no. I was like, oh, you know, this one minute clip on Instagram is just, you know, it's, it's the the... 
the hot take, you know, they want to get you into it. But then I watched the full clip. I was like, I don't feel better. <laughs> I don't feel better. I don't. You feel bitter. <laughs> Shout out to Shantae Moore. <laughs> bitter. <laughs> uh, is this real world or fake world? Because the real world that I knew came on MTV. Real world. Y'all ain't got no deal with MTV no more. It's it's fake world on Facebook. On Facebook. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this week I too also am not here for something. Um, the ongoing story that we've been pr- reporting for months, Caster Samanye, um, who is the athlete that has been told that female. Female, she's a female athlete that has been told and um, barred from performing with other female athletes because she has too much testosterone in her blood tests. Naturally, naturally occurring testosterone, um, even though she is a full female. Mm-hmm. Um, again, refer to some of our old episodes where we talked about the story at length. Um, I don't want to bore some of y'all with the full story again. Y'all can look it up. You nice. <clears throat> but this week she um, un- un- unfortunately had a blow to her case. Uh, she was originally barred, which is why the story sparked. And then um, the IAFF lifted the bar and wanted her to be able to compete again. Mm. Then one of the judges barred her again yesterday. What? So, unfortunately, she's not going to be able to compete. Um, Her quote is, I am very disappointed to be kept from defending my hard-earned title because she's a champion. But this will not deter me from continuing my fight for the human rights of all of the female athletes concerned. So, um, even in being barred from running and defending her title... She is still gracious enough to know that the arc of history is going to bend in her favor. I'm confused. So when I win a boxing champion, a championship, somebody has to box me to take my championship. So in track, they're going to have the championship without the champion. Yes. On the track. Yes. How does that work? <laughs> these white girls going look. These white girls going to make a way. <laughs> Yeah. They inferior. They're inadequate. They are just And they're gonna let us know about that inferiority. Um <laughs> so I'm absolutely not here for it, what unfortunately. Um I hope that uh another judge steps in, um, or her lawyers get a a, a better defense get of a her. Stay on the order or something. Because so go back she needs she hearing. needs to be able to do her job. This is her job. She is a athlete that has been running a professional athlete that has been running and doing track for a long time. That is an award winning athlete, and she should be able to defend her awards. And her femininity should not be a test by. The testosterone that it that may or may not be in her blood, so I'm absolutely not here for it. <clears throat> it's because she's black. It is because she's black. Oh, okay, but oh my gosh, can we care about this? We're gay people. Oh my god! After watching the real world, I don't know what I can care about if it's not. A well, gay I don't. Issue. I don't watch the fake. Can world, I care so about I gay I, issues and black issues at the same time? Oh my god! Here in the real world, you can. <laughs> Over there in the fake world, you may oh, not be able to. Oh my gosh! To. I don't know if I'm able. I to guess care. I'm never gonna be on the real world now. <laughs> Damn, Gina. <laughs> 
So it has come to our favorite part of the episode. It is our last call. Mm-hmm. So you going first? I'm not because mine is um, draining. Okay. <laughs> um, if you ha- are unfamiliar with this podcast, um, just know that we are taking a shot mm-hmm. of semi-premium alcohol. And we will be talking about the last topic of the day, which is our last call. So, if you have some alcohol with you, make sure you take a shot with with us. And thank you for tuning in. Somebody who got their read right this week. Was Al Sharpton. Oh, yeah. In response to Donald Trump retweeting, well, quote tweeting him and saying something stupid. Um, you know, Trump and Elijah Cummings of Baltimore were having their Baltimore is red infested and crime infested or whatever. Trump, I don't even know. Chat, tune it out. But Al Sharpton had posted a, twi- a Twitter photo down to the escalator saying omw baltimore i'm coming to speak and i guess donald trump assumed it was going to be in response to something that he was doing or saying trump anyway you even follow al sharpton why (laughs) what are you doing trump donald trump quote tweeted it or something donald trump is blocked on my twitter i don't know i don't know so donald trump has said that um al sharpton is a troublemaker and a con artist. And then in the press conference, follow look, I was like, look, if I will get my response, it ain't gonna be on no tw- no tweeter, no twoter. I'm old. Old school. <laughs> I'm old, man. We do a press conference. Call he CNN. He'd call the NBC and the CBS. Got something to say. <laughs> look, he got his read done right, okay? And his hair combed. <laughs> um, so in response, Al Sharpton said, Bitch, if I was a con artist. I will be in his cabinet. And that's the truth, T. And then everybody started laughing down to the press conference because it's actually true. If Al Sharpton was a con artist or a con man or whatever Donald Trump had called him on the Twitter. He would be the Secretary of Hood. Because <laughs> that's so, who we got as Secretary of Hood right now. I know Titus Burgess had did his cute little read down to the Indy Cohen. But Al Sharpton won this week for me. Um, and that's my last call. Finish her. <laughs> my last call this week is to Emmett Till. Oh my gosh! Rest uh, in power. Rest in power. Um, Emmett Till was killed seventy-eight eight years ago. He would be seventy-eight years old if he was still alive. If it weren't for racism and bigots, but racism and bigots killed Emmett Till. Um. He is my last call. His mother is also my last call, um, Mamie Till. Um, I think she had a married name as well. I, I didn't get her her married name, but she got remarried. The photos still get me because she's is she wanted an open casket on purpose, um, and she stood there next to the casket while they took press photos for all the newspapers because of her baby dead, um, tragically was, murdered, and then turned out the white woman lied. But anyway, that's in the future. But you know. Rest in power to his his monument in Mississippi, in northern Mississippi, that continues to be shot at by white boys, and so that is also why it's my last call. So, 
one, the bravery of Mamie because it takes power, it takes courage mm-hmm. to um, let the world see your baby that has been disfigured, horribly disfigured, mm-hmm. that maybe you wouldn't even recognize if you didn't even know that that was your baby. She let the world see it because she knew the gravity that it would hold in the minds and in the in the hearts and minds of Americans when they saw a child that was murdered this way, black, white, brown, purple, yellow, any of the colors, fucked up this way because of racism. And she knew the power that that would have and she let it happen and made it happen on purpose. So he is my last call. She is my last call. Who I give the biggest fuck you to is the white boys that are shooting at his memorial sign in northern Mississippi and taking pictures with shotguns next to the next to the memorial sign. They got fired from their jobs. <laughs> the girls, colleges, uh-uh, disassociated. Not, he don't go here no more. <laughs> it was so many headlines. I was like, so which which headline? It was so many headlines. But so the, the white boys. That we're talking about now that put the stupidly put their pictures on the internet did face some repercussions, but it's a famous thing to do. It's not just it wasn't just those two white boys. It was it's like a thing in northern Mississippi to uh, drive by his uh, memorial and shoot it because if you look at the memorial, it's been shot for decades. People have been shooting at it for decades and, and apparently actually hitting the memorial. Um, and so they thought it prudent to just stand in front of the memorial that I guess maybe they've been shooting at a couple times or maybe just shot at, but they should have been the ones that have been shot at instead of his memorial. And that is my last call. That is this week's episode of Here For It Podcast. Follow the show on the internet, hereforitpod.com. We have merch, hereforitshop.com. And um, use our hashtag here for it hive anywhere you are on social media. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am the Superman T H E E S U P A M A N. You can still find me where the bottoms brunch at. You can also find me at Boxers in Hell's Kitchen in New York City on August 24th at 5 p.m. I will be serving shots. I will be wearing something sexy. I gotta... Oh, I'll talk to you later. Yes, you will. I will be wearing something sexy. And I hope to see all of you guys and girls there. August 24th. Take your Truvada and watch the presidential debates tonight. (laughs) Bye.